Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to Firearms Cafe. I'm your host, Tony Brown. Today is Sunday, the 30th of December, 2012. This show is part of the Gun Rights Radio Network. Podcasting freedom. One show thingy at a time or something like that. I don't know. Hey, buddy, what you got there? It's my iPhone. I'm listening to my shows. What's on here? Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm pretty good with computers and stuff. So you downloaded them using iTunes? No, I'm using Stitcher. M-O-O-N. That spells Stitcher. Oh. Well, how does it work? Well, I don't know. Magic, I guess. I see. Did Uncle Pete put that on your phone for you? Yeah. I watched SpongeBob yesterday. (laughs) He he and Patrick were selling chocolate. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact info out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. Or you can go to the website, which is firearmscafe.com. On the right-hand side of the page is a Send Voicemail tab. When you click on it, you will be able to send up to a 10-minute message to me using your computer's microphone. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me for the show. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read out your comments on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, so please go there and click on those buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube. These are all free. Finally, there are the forums at Gun Rights Radio Network, where I have the Firearms Cafe subforum. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit about politics. And before we do that, I'm going to give a, a couple of pitches for the NRA, for uh, the Second Amendment Foundation, and also I'm going to give a pitch for getting your concealed carry permit if you don't have one already. Even if you live in a state like I do in Arizona where you don't need one to carry concealed as long as you're not a prohibited possessor. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about the NRA. The NRA, whether you like them or not, is the most powerful gun lobby that we have. And one of the reasons that they're so powerful is because of the membership numbers. And it also represents, the numbers represent not only votes, but they they represent money. And the politicians know that. So that if those numbers can go from, uh, you know, give or take four million up to five or six or seven, they're really going to take notice. And they're, they're going to understand that that's a lot of money that can be used either for me or against me, or that's a lot of votes that can be either used for me or against me. I don't like a lot of the tactics that the NRA uses. I think they use a lot of fear-mongering and things like that. And I think they would get a lot further if they wouldn't use some of the tactics that they would use and they would just kind of be honest and come out and say, yeah, it may not be the end of the world, but we're going to lose. We, we can't afford to incrementally lose things, you know, right and left. And we, we've made all of these, you know, uh, strides and stuff. 
and we don't want to go back on those. But anyway, I'm kind of getting a little bit off track. So again, we need to have our numbers grow at the NRA because they're the ones that, uh, that are in there as a lobby group for us and representing us. You could say, well, what about Gun Owners of America? And what about Second Amendment Foundation that you, that you mentioned earlier? I don't really want to be a part of the NRA, but I, want, I, I can join one of those groups, can I? And that'll make a difference. For right now, I would say no. If you were only going to join one, it would be, I would say join the NRA. If you're going to do two, I would say join the NRA, and then the second would be the Second Amendment Foundation because there, again, the Second Amendment Foundation is going uh, across country and, getting, and actually getting uh, laws changed through the courts. They're getting bans struck down, things like that. But right now, our battle is going to be in Congress, and our biggest ally in Congress right now is the NRA. Like I said, I don't, I don't like everything that they do. I think that they're behind the times a lot of ways. Uh, but be that as it may, be that as it may, excuse me. They are the the best thing that we've got going for us right now. Now I also let's kind of let's kind of drop this down to sort of that local area or the, or the local level, and uh, as you guys know, I live in Arizona. Arizona has constitutional carry, which means you don't need a permit to carry concealed or even openly, as long as you are a uh, not a prohibited possessor. So why is it important to get a permit if you live in Arizona? Is this really not that big a deal? Is it? Aside from the fact that you still need a permit to carry in certain places, like certain bars or restaurants that serve alcohol, you, you still have to have a permit. It does send a message. It's, it's sort of that same thing with the NRA, only scaled down a little bit. The politicians look at the numbers. You know, That's one thing. They, they may not be able to, to do too much, but one thing they can do is they can count votes and they can count uh, potential maybe fundraising, fundraisings and things like that for them. So if they if they're thinking about going against or 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 doing some type of new restrictive legislation against gun owners, if at one of the um, oh what's the word I'm looking for not like the town meetings but when they when they do their sessions when you go into into session and it's open to the public and you can come and speak, if you can come in and and, and make your point and say hey there are. 250,000 people in this state that have concealed carry permits and the majority of them live and vote in your district. Those guys are going to sit up and take notice of that. Uh, So again it's important to increase our numbers pretty much everywhere and uh, if you could only join again one organization, I know I'm kind of harping on this a lot, but if you can only join one for right now Join the NRA, even if it's just a yearly membership. Join it; the number will count. Uh, and if you if you just you you can't stand them after after the next four years goes, and and whoever else comes into power, kind of kind of see it that way. It's a very small price for you to pay. What is it like twenty five dollars a year or thirty five dollars a year to get some representation in Congress? So, speaking of Congress, all of us know that there uh, is going to be new legislation introduced, and there's a there's a couple of different theories or philosophies on what they're doing. And I, I talked a little bit about this on the last show. Is one of them is 
they're asking for everything, hoping to get a little bit of something. So they're saying, I think I used the example of money. They would say, well, we know before you weren't going to, you were going to give us zero dollars. And now we're asking for a million in the hopes that to avoid giving us the million, you'll give us a hundred thousand dollars when we would have been happy getting 50,000 because before you were going to give us nothing. So a lot of the things that you see in this new legislation and the things that they're talking about, they know they're not going to get some of those things. And, th and this is one way to do it. They know that they're not going to get this, they're not going to get that, but they might get registration. They might get, well, they may, they may not get the ability to say, well, you can't transfer or possess these rifles. You can't buy them anymore. But what they may be satisfied with at this point would be to say, ah, but if we can restrict the magazines, if we can restrict those to 10 rounds, and that never sunsets, it never goes away, and we know that we can't eventually round up all the all the other magazines out there but we may be able to make it to where you can't transfer those so once you've now how they would ever be able to do that i don't know um because i don't know how they how they could go in and say okay you have this ar-15 how how many magazines do you have that are 30 that are over 10 rounds and if you say oh i had only had two you could have a case of 50 of them in your house and they'd never know so i you know I, again a lot of this stuff as you know, is, is going to be ridiculous and kind of uh, feel-good stuff or making it seem like they're actually making a difference. And if you'll notice on, on the, uh, the PBS interview that I played on the last show, when, she, when, the, when the interviewer was, was pressing Feinstein on, well, how is, this, how is uh, these restrictions and ban going to do anything? And again, what I talked about was that she was saying that, well, over time, these things will go away and you just won't be able to get them but there's millions of them out there and and you have people that are in their 20s that are you know that were probably would keep these things up until they're 80 so you've got 60 years so it, it and even if you said well there's probably oh i don't know three million ar-15s out there right now at a minimum uh and there's probably just as many ak's there's probably just as many um other variants, so it's like some of the SIG, some of the FAL, some of the uh, some of the Ruger, um, oh, the Mini 30s and the Mini 14s. Um, there's other rifles out there now that can that are going to be made to accept uh, some of the um, uh, the 30 round mags and stuff, the AR-15 mags. I saw just the other day, and I can't remember who was making it, but somebody had made a bolt action rifle that took the uh, AR-15 mags. So. Uh, you know, again, a, a lot of this stuff, I, I don't know how in the world they could ever implement some of this stuff. But anyway, that's, that's one aspect or one way of thinking is that the opposition is going to, they're going to shoot for the moon, hoping to get something less, but still hoping to get something. Another strategy that the people have talked about before is that what you do is you get them to love this bill and think that they've really got a chance of passing it and they put so much crazy stuff in it that it's got no really it's got no hope of passing but the person who's sort of like the true believer so like the diane feinsteins and the dick durbins and those people of the world they're so delusional that they think that yeah now's the time that we can ask for everything and we'll get it 
it, it's so hard to know what's going to happen. Uh, the more that I follow uh, a lot of the politics and the more that, uh, that I become aware of stuff, the more that it's all just a crapshoot. Uh, but again, kind of getting back to the NRA and some of that stuff. The one thing that I do know is they do understand numbers and they understand money. And they understand that if a, an organization, whether it's the NRA or not, if an organization has something like 8 to 12 million members, that is a lot of votes and a lot of money that can either be used for them or against them. Uh, so, again, it, it's so hard to say what's going to happen. Um, the main thing that you can do, and again, this goes into a numbers thing, is you can contact your representatives. And here's where I'm going to kind of bring this down into the the Arizona-centric level because I can't, I, I don't know, and I wouldn't have the time or the ability really to be able to put out a show where I talk about all the different states. What I will do, and I'll put into the show notes on show note, uh, 84, is I'll put in the uh, find your senator and find your U.S. representative on that. In Arizona, right now, all you do when you go there is you just punch in your zip code and it pops it up. And then you can go and, uh, so let's say like for the for the House, it'll pop up who they are, whether they're Democrat, Republican, Independent, um, whatever and it'll give their con- all their contact information so you can what you should do is email them you should call them and you should write them a letter uh, at the very and at the very least call and a lot of times what I've been finding is I was able to leave a couple messages but I kept calling back and their voicemails are full so again that's what we want we want their voicemails to be full and and when you send their emails, we want them just to be flooded with emails and in the subject line put no new gun bans or no, no new gun legislation or protect the Second Amendment um, or don't vote for any, you know, whatever you want to do, put it in there and then you can kind of wax poetic in the body. They're not going to really look at that if they're overwhelmed. They're just going to say, holy crap, we got 100,000 emails that said no new legislation and they're all from different people. Uh, again... So let's kind of bring it back down here to the Arizona level or, or to your, and, and you can apply this into your state. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the people in Arizona. Right now, and you'll, you're going to hear the paper kind of rattling around a little bit, but uh, so uh, apologies for that. Right now in Arizona, there are, uh, I think there's, they redistrict, so there are uh, nine districts. Uh, but right now, the people that are kind of going in and who you can actually contact and talk to there's only eight um, so I'm going to go over the names I should have put their district numbers down but I didn't but anyway uh, we've got uh, let me see let me see if I can pull this up real real quick here all right I paused it and now I've got it pulled up where I can actually see the district numbers and like I said Arizona has been redistricted. I think there's going to be nine now Right now, they've only got eight listed. In District 1, you have got uh, Paul A. Gosar, and he is very, very strong. If you look at and what I did is I went and I looked at what they were saying on their actual sites, uh, their representative sites, and I also went and looked at what their legislation they sponsored and co-sponsored and how they voted. So if you look at guy, uh, the guy in District 1, which is Paul A. Gosar, really good, I'd give him an A+. Same with Trent Franks, give him an A+. 
uh, Ben Quayle, who's in District 3, he's and these first three are Republicans. Could be better, uh, but at least he does have a small Second Amendment uh, thing on there, and he, in general, tends to vote for us rather than against us. In District 4, you have a Democrat, Ed Pastor. He, terrible. Um, he's co-sponsored magazine, uh, a magazine ban legislation, a gun show loophole legislation, and a fix the gun check act legislation, which basically uh, the last two are ending private sales. So no, no private sales. Everything would have to go through a, uh, a FFL dealer. Um, the next guy is a Republican, David Schweikart. And, um, he, on his site, he has no mention of the Second Amendment at all, but if you look at bills that he's co-sponsored, he's good on the Second Amendment. Um, he co-sponsored uh, the right to carry the uh, reciprocity, so nationwide. Um, he also was co-sponsors on striking down the, the D.C. gun bans. He also co-sponsored some of the, the uh, ATF, or the, actually I should say the BATFE uh, Reform Act. Um, and he's he's Republican. The the next one is a guy named Jeff Flake. Now Jeff Flake is taking over for in Arizona for us. He's going to be taking over for Kyle. I'm not. I thought, and I could be wrong. I thought it was uh, a guy, um, Salmon. I think, but it, it's hard to tell um, who who's going to be taking over in January. If it's him, he's pretty good on on Second Amendment stuff. Uh, but anyway. Flake is going to go, and he is going to be uh, a United States senator, and he's good on that. If you look at some of the stuff that he's he's co-sponsored and things like that, um, the NRA rates him high. Sometimes you got to take with a grain of salt with the NRA rates people, but anyway, he's done a lot of stuff in the past. One of the things that I liked that he did was he was saying that if BLM is going to restrict shooting, they have to do these studies and show how it's impacted it negatively. And if they don't, then it has to be reopened. Uh, he was in district six in district seven. This is down in the Tucson area, uh, in the Southern part of the state. You've got a guy named Raul, uh, Grivala, I think is how you say his last name. Grivalva, I think that's it. Anyway, he's a Democrat. Guess what? No, no, uh, no surprise here. He uh, sponsored the Arms Sales Responsibility Act, which basically would be banning the import and export under almost what you would call humanitarian or human rights violations. So if he said, well, if, if there's any possibility that any of these guns could be used to violate somebody's human rights, you can't export or import them into the country. So basically, um, under the guise of human rights, he's looking to ban or restrict gun ownership. He's also sponsored um, bills on putting new restrictions on hunting, fishing, and shooting. So a lot of you guys out there that think, well, that none of these guys are coming after us hunting, he is, you know, our, our hunting rights. Also, this guy, uh, Grivala, has, um, I'm probably mispronouncing his name, so apologies for that, but he, he was a co-sponsor on over a thousand bills. So this guy is clearly like a big government, um, expand, expand the role of the state type thing all over the place. Um, 
Now, the last guy that we can talk about is a guy, Ron Barber. He is a Democrat, and he, in, in looking at what he, I couldn't really find what he kind of sponsored and co-sponsored. I was able to do a search on his uh, a site up under like firearms and Second Amendment and Fast and Furious and things like that. And he did one, he, he, he was brought in by ISA on the Fast and Furious thing because he thought that it was wrong. Now, he thought, of course, Fast and Furious was wrong just because there were guns involved. Um, he wanted, he, he's a guy, he was involved in the, uh, I think he actually got wounded during the uh, shooting down in Tucson. And so he, in one of the articles I read about him, he basically wrote, I'm a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. And this is a quote. So, quote, I'm a strong supporter of the Second Amendment, but we need to deal with assault weapons and extended magazines, close quote. So, again, this guy is going to ban firearms ownership, and he's also going to ban the sale, manufacture, transfer of magazines because he again blames the magazine and not the person. Uh, also, an interesting thing, our article that I read about him, where he was quoted, he was basically saying that he he thought that going after Holder and trying to hold him criminally responsible for his part in the Fast and Furious operation was just a partisan thing and that it had no place and that it was. By trying to uh, do that, we that they weren't getting to the bottom of what was really going on, and what really needed to be blamed was that it was guns from that was United States guns were causing problems in Mexico. Uh, so again, uh, those are the winners that we've got. In talking about the 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 uh, our senators. Like I said, Flake is going to go up. He's going to he's going to replace Kyle. So Kyle is out. So basically, Kyle is leaving in January. So what he's saying is, hey, you know what? I'm leaving. I don't give a crap about nothing anymore. I'm not. I don't have any power. Don't even bother contacting me. So and and you, realistically, you probably shouldn't because what's he going to do? Our other guy, of course, is you know John Gunshow Loophole McCain. I've sent letters. I've called and I've like. Twittered him all this other stuff, uh, asking him if he's going to stand strong and vote against any new gun legislation. I don't expect any kind of answers back on Twitter or anything like that, um, and I don't really expect to get anything back email other than just a form letter, which I've kind of got from Flake and a couple others. Uh, but again, it's a numbers game. Contact your local, your your state, um, not your, you know what I mean. Um, contact your. United States representatives and your United States senators. Also, you need to contact, and you can go and look up for your individual state. You can type in, you know, like Arizona uh, state senator, Arizona state house of representatives, and you'll get the government website, and you can look at all those names, and you can email all those people, and you can call all those people, and you can say, if they pass something on the federal level, you need to help fight that. You need to increase that, or you need to, uh, if you want, you can talk about nullification, but basically what you want to say is you need to make sure that you're putting things in place here in our state that will protect us from the overreach of the federal government. So that's going to, I think, kind of about do it for the show today. Uh, it may be a little bit shorter 
but I think I covered all the things that I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, before I do that, let's talk a little bit about the increase in prices, uh, the lack of availability of things. I'm usually not one to, to issue out a lot of warnings or to do anything like, kind of like an I told you so. But I hope, I, I really, and I, I mean this sincerely, I hope a lot of you guys out there were able to get the stuff that you wanted prior to all this nonsense going on. It, it's ridiculous when a PMAG that you could get for what, $11, $12 is now going for 50 or 60 That is just, that's crazy. Um, it's the same with uh, some AK mags. Now, on some previous shows, I had talked about buying ammunition and some of the other stuff, Just and that was just due to the election, and we saw that prices were going up and some things like that, and then after the shooting and after all the talk of uh, new legislation coming down, things, they're gone. You just can't find them, and if you, and if, and if you find them, they are crazy, crazy prices. If you guys will recall, on the last show, I was talking about some of the ammunition vendors that I would buy stuff from online, and then I had bought some Tula ammo and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, most of those ammunition sites, you go on there now, and they're just saying, we're not even taking any orders. We won't even, we're not even going to look at taking an order until maybe January 1st, and even then we're going to be limited on what we have. So I went over to that sgammo.com, and under rifle ammunition, they have 762x54R, and that is it. And, oh, but guess what? They've got that listed. Let's see how much they've got in stock. Zero, 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 and zero. So even the stuff that, uh, let's go look at their pistol ammunition. Uh, let's just look at something like 9mm. There might be some, oh, zero. How about that? Uh, 38 Special. Let's see what they've got. Zero, 380, zero and zero, 40 cal, zero, 45, zero, 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 zero. So again, I'm sincere. I hope you guys were able to order some stuff and get the things that you wanted uh, because it's just not going to be out there and it's not going to be out there for a while. Um, you know, one thing, let's take a look at 22 at Rimfire stuff. Oh, guess what? Zero. Uh, so everything is going, everything is disappearing. Now, you know, that kind of looking at the rimfire stuff, that kind of sort of brings to mind again, you know, and uh, if you look at a lot of the old assault bands, assault weapons bands and some of the ammunition bands and things like that, that they wanted to do in the, they didn't really, they weren't really going after 22s, but I think probably on this time that will, it'll be anything. Um, also, a lot of times, people maybe that, you know, if you live in California or Massachusetts or one of these other states where you can only have 10 rounds anyway, I, I don't know. They may even limit you, try and limit you to like a five-round magazine because they're going to say, well, your 10-round magazine, you got to turn that in because you could put a new base plate on it and that could hold 11. So you'd be, even if it's got the ability to be modified. So... Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's so crazy what they want to do and how they want to restrict us. Um, anyway, I know I'm kind of rambling, but that's kind of be the nature of the show today. I haven't seen anything. Like I said, I haven't seen anything in any of the literature as far as, as uh, you know, when you look at some of the legislation that's coming down 
as far as what they want to do uh, as pertains to, to uh, 22. But they're not going to let you have a 25-round magazine for 22. I mean, that's, that's going to go out. The, if it doesn't go now, it'll go later if they get what they want. And they're really uh, there's no guarantee that they will. And I don't want you to take the fact, because I know that there's going to be some of you out there that are going to roll the dice. And, and you're going to say, I'm not going to contact anybody. I don't really have the time. I don't want to do it. And, you know, there's a good chance that it's probably not going to happen. You know, some of the shows I listen to, they, they're up in the air about it. Listen, you've got to contact. This is something you've got to do. There is no sitting this one out. And like, uh, like I'd mentioned earlier, sometimes the NRA and some of these things use a little bit of fear-mongering. I'm saying this isn't fear-mongering. This is just what needs to be done. You've got to join the NRA. You've got to contact your people who represent, who supposedly, I'll throw that in, represent you. And you've got to let them know through phone calls, through emails, through written letters, if you still have, you may not have the time to do written letters, but call them and call them once a week. Email them like two or three times and let just let them know. They need to be overwhelmed with stuff saying, do not tread on us. Okay, you don't. You need to be polite and concise, and you don't want to threaten them. But you need to let them know, hey, if you don't represent us, we'll put somebody in there that will. Uh, let's see if there's any other kind of. Uh, let's kind of jump off of this thing here a little bit, uh, and maybe we can talk about something a little bit more pleasant. Oh, I did. I was able to get through. Now they're gone now, of course. Um, it's the same with ammunition. You can't find you can't find any magazines, and even a lot of the ten round stuff. You can find some of those. Um, and I've got some orders out that I was able to order that were kind of pending before all this nonsense came up and was coming through. But some of them, have, I think, are going to be on back order. But anyway, one of the things that I had done, I wanted to try out some of those. Uh, and I haven't been able to go out and shoot them yet, but I got a couple of those Hungarian tanker AK magazines that are the 20 rounders. And then I also got two more, um, I think I got, I think they're Polish, uh, 30 round AK mags. These things were like, they were unissued. They were like brand new. There wasn't a spot of, uh, pitting or rust or anything. The springs are good and strong. I took them apart and looked inside them. Man, they look like I just got them out of like the Polish or the Hungarian the Hungarian Armory. Uh, so I was really really happy with those, and I got those from um, yeah, the I think it was called What a Country is who I got those from. And uh, let me pull that up, and we'll uh, we'll see what they have to say on their site and. Uh, the last time I looked, they had a thing that basically just said that uh, we got nothing. Um, okay, let's see. They've still got 20 rounders. They're saying that they're that they're here. Let me let me add it to the cart and see what it says. Hmm. Well, they if you go over to what a country, there may be some stuff. I'm pretty much stocked up and flush. I'm not too worried about about ah. Okay, here's the thing. They've got them, but they've gone up. Um, I think I got mine for, I want to say, $17. Now they're up to $27, and they're going to go up um, d dependent on, on that stuff. Let me take a look at 30-rounders. 
they've got some ones that they're calling used. So, eh. Let's see. See selection. And they're still about $19. So, you may be able to get some of those and get those shipped out to you. But these may be kind of garbage. You know, on, on some of those, I don't know. Um, but looking at those, they say they've got those. And those are still at about 20 bucks. So if you're an AK guy and you, you want to get some steel ones uh, that are Polish, and I've had, I've had some, uh, I've had Yugos, I've had Polish magazines, I've had, uh, I think, some Comboc ones. And most every one of them, they, they fit okay. Sometimes what you have to do is that little, the, the lug that catches in behind the magazine release, sometimes those will need to be filed down or straightened out a little bit. Sometimes the little indent on the front of the magazine, you'll need to file those out or make that, that little shelf where it's going to sit up in there a little bit sharper. Uh, but generally I've had really, really good luck and I've only had to modify a couple of my steel ones just a little bit. And basically I was just kind of, um, filing them just a little bit to, to take a little bit off to where they would fit into to the AK that I have. Um, so uh, again, if you go over to what a country, it looks like they've still got, I'm not seeing anything that says that they're sold out right now. Um, but let's just for uh, giggles here. It looks like they've got uh, FAL magazines. Again, I don't since I don't have one of those, I don't really know too much about those. Um, but what again, it's called What a Country, and that's a pretty good site. They've got uh, in general some stuff. It looks like they've also got oh some of the old aluminum um, AR-15 mags that are thirty rounders. They're going for about twenty-two. Um, so uh, again, it looks like maybe there's some stuff out there. Here's a question I have for some of you AK guys out there. I've never used any of the um, South Korean stuff. And I've heard that sometimes they're, they've kind of got like a bad rap. Um, so let me know kind of what you guys, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty much, I feel like I'm pretty good on my AK mags and stuff. Uh, but I wanted to know about the uh, the South Korean junk uh, or stuff. I guess I shouldn't say junk. Anyway, I'm looking at this what a country thing, and then they said that what they do is on their website they use live inventory. So if you go over there and you can put something in the cart, that means that they have it in stock. Um, and if you can't, if you go and you click on add to cart and it just won't go over there, that means you can't order it. So again, check out what a country. I'll put a link to it over in the show notes. And I'm going to go check out a couple other sites and uh, I'll take a little break here and then I'll come back and kind of be able to report some places maybe where you can go to find some stuff at least. Yeah, it's kind of as I thought. There's just really not squat out there. Uh, if you again, if you went to that what a country, you can find some stuff. I can't vouch for the quality. Probably on those Hungarians, you'd probably still be able to get some. Uh, again, those are 20 rounders. Um, with the the other 30 rounders that are still there, uh, and by the time you're listening to that, they may or may not be there. I don't know. Those are still around like $19, $20 or so, and that's really not a bad price. I mean, for um, 
for surplus mags and stuff, I know that they were they used to be cheaper than that, but you know, uh, that is not at least you're not paying like you know forty or fifty dollars for one of those. So anyway, uh, I think now I will call it to a close again. Hopefully you guys were able to get some ammunition, get some firearms that you wanted. You were able to get the magazines in stock. And, you know, some of you guys may ask or say, well, what is a, what's a good number of magazines to have? And I don't know if I've really talked about this before or not, but I would think that if what you would want to have anything that, regardless of round count of the magazine, anything where you have a, a firearm that takes a box magazine, so whether it be a handgun or a rifle uh, or even a shotgun, you would probably want to have, I think, at least 10 of those. And even if you said, well, I'll take five of them, you know, you run them, you make sure that they all work, and then you put maybe four of them aside. And you say that these four I'm never going to use anymore. Uh, these were going to be my backup and my extra parts in case that I've got nothing, in case that there's there's been some wacky ban and you can't get parts. Now, that's another thing with magazines. You can get the springs. You can get new followers. You can get new base plates and things like that. And unless the body of them is, has been destroyed, um, and most of them are made so tough anymore, uh, you know, it's really, really hard to destroy a Glock magazine. It's really, really hard to destroy... A PMAC. It's really hard to destroy any of the AK mags, and you know a lot of the stuff even for the AR-15s. There's a lot of good, tough things. They'll last you years and years and years. And again, you know, we see what's the point of banning these when there's literally millions of them out there. And I, I can't remember if I followed up on that or not. But anyway, I was saying that there were, you know, they were talking about well, if, if eventually you you ban the, the higher what they consider the higher capacity magazines, if you ban those anything over ten rounds, eventually they'll all get round up or used up. But these things last for years and years and years. And even if you say, well, you can't transform them anymore or doing this other stuff, how are they ever going to know? Again, we talked. There's probably if you combine like all the all the box magazine, uh, box fed magazines. Am I saying that right? Box magazine fed. Well, you know what I mean. Anyway, if you combine all those rifles, all the AKs, all the AR-15s, all their variants, all the AK variants. So you, you know, all the, the shotguns that take those, all the, um, the, uh, uh, the HK type rifles, all the, FALs, all those other things that are out there that are floating around. And if you say, and let, let's just say conservatively, that's like 5 million of them. And you think that most people, even if you said at a minimum, they've only got two magazines each that are going to be 30 rounders for these things. You're talking 10 million magazines that are floating around? And that's... And those are probably, you know, some of the ones that you would consider to be in good shape. Then if you take the ones that, you know, oh, you need a little bit of work here and there, or maybe they're kind of okay, but they still work, they're beat up. Holy cow, who knows how many is out there? And you'll never stem the tide of them. Also, you got to understand, let's say they banned them here. They banned all these AK magazines. They're still making them in other countries. 
I guarantee you there's going to be black market stuff where they're going to come in. You know, it's like the war on drugs. Are they going to have a war on magazines? Come on, give me a break. Uh, let's see. Anyway, oh, like I said, I'm kind of rambling and kind of going on and on. But uh, contact your people. Fight the fight. Do what you need to do. And I'd lo- oh, like I said, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear to know what you're doing, even if it's just a quick little thing on Twitter. Say, hey, I contacted my reps, and I can read them out on the, on the show next time. Uh, for those of you guys that are listening uh, to the Armed 8 podcast, I've kind of put that on a little bit of a hiatus just uh, because I think a lot of this stuff is sort of taking precedent. Hopefully I'll get in the habit of doing this this every week and being able to put out a show for you guys every week, and then hopefully I'll also be able to put out a Armed Ape show every week. I know I have delusions of grandeur when it comes to that, but uh, we're creatures of habit. Once we get in the habit of doing stuff, we tend to stick with it. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next time. Take care. Here we go. One step at a time, don't be living on the line. I don't need a friend, I got more than on the mind. Sunshine in my brain, making everyone complain. Radio in my heart, don't be being so strange. Think I'm losing it, baby, where have you been? Says that you're moving again. I don't wanna be right, baby. Every single night, I can tell you a thing about taking your time. It's making me nervous, yeah. One step at a time, don't be living on the line. I don't need a friend. I got more than I'm buying. Sunshine in my brain. Superhuman strength. Utini!